My name is Dr. Michael Brown, and you are listening to Three Words, a bite-sized podcast about the simple and strategic choices that all of us can make in order to be fully alive. Today in the studio, I have with me, for the first time ever, Alfonso Mack, who's going to talk about these three words, blessings in disguise. So often we go through those things in our life that feel like curses, that feel like crises, that actually feel like they're sending us backwards. Alfonso today, in personal narrative form, shares parts of his story, parts of his life that he thought were dead ends that became pathways to a brighter future. Check out this conversation. Alfonso Mack here in the Three Words podcast studio for the very first time. You know, we've gotten to know each other a little bit over the last couple of years, Mm -hmm. but before we kick into our conversation today, would you just take a minute and introduce yourself for the very first time to our listeners and viewers of Three Words podcast? Yeah, so I'm Alfonso Mack. Uh, I'm actually a campus minister with H2O Church. Um, I'm a husband to my amazing wife, Catherine. We've been married since 2018. Um, I actually have a nine-month-old baby boy, Isaiah. He, I'm a father to him. He's been, he's been great, and I love him. And I also am a, as a, as a chaplain with the football team, which is how kind of how we got to know each other even a little bit more over the last couple of years. Well, yeah. So, so I mm-hmm. do a lot of uh, life coaching and sports mm-hmm. psychology with our Bowling Green State University football mm-hmm. team as well as other teams. Mm-hmm. And you and I have spent some good time yeah. on the sidelines. Great, great time on the sidelines. <laughs> on the sidelines, trying to encourage the guys, uh, hanging out, and saying, mm-hmm. you got this, you got yep. this. Um, mm-hmm. Which in many ways, mm-hmm. quite honestly, probably ties into our conversation today. We can maybe talk a little bit mm-hmm. more about our work with sports. But um, mm-hmm. let's kick into our conversation. Share with our viewers, share with our mm-hmm. listeners the three words for today's conversation. Blessing in disguise. Blessing in disguise disguise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause mm-hmm. that's an important conversation because a mm-hmm. lot of times I'm guessing, um, the things that we feel like are curses mm-hmm. in our life or unfortunate circumstances mm-hmm. in our life or difficult situations in our life, they actually end up being blessings. Mm-hmm. Why is this conversation so important to you? You chose yeah, the three words. Yeah, yeah. So why yeah. did you come on this podcast to talk about these things? Well, I think one of the first things when I started to, to think about this, this podcast in three words, I'm like, oh, there's a lot of three words that you can choose from. Um, and as I was just kind of going through a list of them, um, this one stood out to me because there's been many moments in my life where I've gone through really tough situations. Um, and in those tough situations, I've kind of had to wonder, like, are these actually helping my life or are they not? And usually you don't see it in the middle because normally they're hard and they're frustrating situations. But then you can look months to years later. And you're like, oh, that was why this event happened in my life. And so there have been many things that I've gone through um, throughout my time been on this earth. And I'm only 28 years old, so I haven't been around that long. <laughs> and you're already a father and a husband, <laughs> I'm already right? a father and a husband. <laughs> and it's been things I've gone through that have actually turned out to be blessings more so than I thought they would have been um, as I looked at, at them. Mm-hmm. What's well, interesting, Alfonso, because obviously we, we were just joking about uh, the fact they were on the mm-hmm. sidelines and that's a pretty lively mm-hmm. place, the sidelines of a football team mm-hmm. and during a game in, in, Let's just be real. When mm-hmm. we just watched together this mm-hmm. last week was probably one of the most frustrating, challenging, yeah. some would say unfortunate yeah. football games that we've ever seen or been a part of. Now, you yeah. play football. We'll talk yeah. more about mm-hmm. that. But for me, even as a life coach and as someone who does mm-hmm. some sports psychology and some mental coaching, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, my goodness, this is tough. Now, mm-hmm. I would presume, though, that... Mm-hmm. Three months or three years from now, we'll look back on 
this past mm-hmm. Saturday and think there were probably mm-hmm. lots of mm-hmm. blessings in disguise, which mm-hmm. is really hard yeah. when you're in the midst of the darkness, mm-hmm. when you're in the midst of defeat, when you're in the midst of, mm-hmm. well, let's just call it what it is, losing. Yep. Yep. <laughs> losing yep. never yep. feels like mm-hmm. a blessing in mm-hmm. disguise. So you and I are obviously mentoring young men and are spending mm-hmm. time with them, helping them actually reframe a loss yeah. and reframe mm-hmm. um, some of the difficulties they're going through in their personal mm-hmm. life as well as on the field. But it seems like this conversation is even more personal to you than that. So my guess is there's things in your life as you have grown up in these mm-hmm. last 28 years that have really convinced you that the things that we don't think are blessings are, but they're often in disguise. Maybe mm. share some examples from yeah. your own life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first the first example I think of is, uh, and so if my mom is watching this, she'll get a kick out of this. But um, We'll make sure she yeah, gets a we'll link. We'll make, make sure she gets a link to it. <laughs> so um, going into high school, so from eighth grade going into my freshman year. So I lived um, on the west side of South Bend, Indiana, because that's where I'm from, home of the Fighting Irish for the people that don't know. And so I... Um, I was thinking about going to a high school across the way because all of my friends that I played sports with growing up were going there. Everyone wanted to go and play football together. And my mom, as I was like, hey, mom, I want to go over to this school. She was like, she was like, no, baby, we live down the street from the school. That's where you're going, Washington High School. And when I talk about down the street, you can look at my street from like from my street. You can see my high school. Okay, so she was like, no, that's where you're going. And I remember being real upset, real angry. Mm-hmm. I was real hurt because I couldn't be with my friends that I grew up with. Like we were in like fourth, fifth grade, all the way up through middle school together. And I'm like, man, I can't be with them. And, and the reason I wanted to be with them is literally to play football. Now, what was crazy, that thing that happened, my first year of high school goes by. And it's like, I'm still upset. We weren't that good as a football team my first year. But then at my, Washington. At Washington. Right. My second year goes by. And one of the kids whom his dad was trying to get me to come to that school to play freshman football because he was the coach, him and his brother transfers to my high school. Interesting. Interesting, huh? And so then the next three years, I'm playing with these guys, a couple of these guys that I wanted to go play ball with across the way. And my mom, you know, I remember her saying, now, you know what would have happened if you'd have went there? You'd have been stuck and left by yourself. And even though they were planning a transfer. And so you see there's that thing is like this ended up being a blessing more so than it than it was. Well, I'm guessing a blessing that went even beyond your high school year, because obviously you came here at Bowling Mm -hmm. Green State University as a student athlete on the football team. Yep. Would, do you think that opportunity would even happen had Honestly, you moved over to that new school? No, not at all. Honestly, I, I don't think so. I don't. I think that if that happens, I don't take football as serious because the coaching staff that I actually had in high school was amazing. I had, I'm pretty sure, four or five coaches on my staff that played football at University of Notre Dame. A couple of them played mm-hmm. in the NFL. Um, my, wide, my wide receivers coach, our head coach, our defensive backs coach, and our running backs coach. Um, all play top level football at Notre Dame. And so I got really amazing coaches, coaching, got really great experiences at my high school. And that teammate of mine that transferred back in, he ended up, he was actually all American. And so him and one other guy was an all American. What that means is they brought in a little bit more, more scouts and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so when they got down to like my senior year, um, they even, saw you. Yeah. Yeah. They saw me. And, and it's funny. We, we keep talking about this blessing in the skies thing because um, I remember, and this is just all the stories that I'm thinking about. I remember during that, that time I'm transitioning, trying to get a scholarship and I'd actually didn't get any scholarships coming out of, out of uh, high school. I had one division two scholarship to a very small school in Rensselaer, Indiana called St. Joseph's. 
And I remember I went to go visit. I'm looking at the school. I'm like, I don't, I don't really like it here. The coaching staff was amazing. Great dudes, really, really down to earth. And I remember at the time, one of my other teammates, whom uh, one of my best friends, his name is Terrence Bush, came to, was coming to BG to as a preferred walk-on. I remember saying to my high school coach, hey, do you think I could go play at, at BG? Would you want to send them my film? And I remember you talking about blessing the skies, things that seem very mm-hmm. hard. My coach says to me, I remember, I remember clear that he's like, He's like, yeah, I think you could maybe play Division One football. I don't know. I don't really think that you're big enough or strong enough to be able to do it. Whoa. That's what he tells me. He's like, but I'll send your film anyway. And so he sends my film. I, I think it was a day or two later, BG calls me. Hey, we have a preferred walk-on spot for you if you want to take it. And so I decided I didn't even come visit. I was like, yep, I'm, I'm coming. I'm coming to Bowling Green. Um, and I remember thinking about my time throughout college as I've went through a whole lot of hard things playing football, mm-hmm. where all those words that, that I heard from my, my coach that were hard actually ended up being a, a huge blessing, I think, from God himself. Because what it did was it, it gave me this value of wanting to actually work hard because mm-hmm. I, I wasn't the biggest guy and I wasn't the fastest guy and I wasn't the strongest guy. And so but you gave it, effort and but enthusiasm. I gave, I gave and everything that I had. And and <clears throat> and and I honestly, towards the end of my career, I actually the things that my coach said that I wasn't, I actually ended up becoming um, Mm. towards the end of my time at BG. For just a moment, I'm going to step out of my conversation with Alfonso as we're talking about blessings in disguise to invite you to share this episode with a friend or family member who might need to kind of reframe the difficulty and the crisis they're going through in their life. Now back to the conversation. So his words were a blessing in disguise. The fact that you transferred, the fact that you stayed at this school Mm -hmm. was a blessing in disguise. Mm -hmm. I mean, all of these pieces fell together. Mm -hmm. And let's pull back the lens even Mm -hmm. farther. Had you not Mm -hmm. stayed at that school, Mm -hmm. as your mom told you you were doing Mm -hmm. and you were mad and frustrated, Mm -hmm. you wouldn't have come to Bowling Green. Nope, wouldn't have been in Bowling Green. You wouldn't have met your wife. Wouldn't have met my wife. You wouldn't have a child. Nope. We wouldn't be sitting here in Three Words Podcast Studio right now. Not at all. I mean, all of those things. I mean, Mm -hmm. you can, and my guess is for years to come, you'll be able to look back to that Mm -hmm. situation that felt like was Mm -hmm. wrong, Mm -hmm. was unfair, was unjust, Mm -hmm. it was a bad decision. It was a blessing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I know you have other examples, blessings mm-hmm. in disguise. Tell me more mm-hmm. about Alfonso Mack. Yeah. Yeah. It, even as you were, you were talking about even like meeting my wife. So, um, and everything that happened. So even there's a couple of other things that I think about Let's in my go. life and, and a major one that's actually how I'm even doing what I'm doing today. Um, and so my, my dream growing up playing NFL, biggest dream that I ever could have, <laughs> that I ever could have had. Sure. Um, and, when I got to my junior season, my redshirt junior season, I ended up, um, and that was after a long list of injuries that I had. Um, and those injuries, I was thinking about quitting in the middle of that season. And I'm going to get to the NFL part later, but I got to kind of build up to get there. And so um, prior to, I was going through a really tough season. I had just actually become a Christian at this point in my life. And I remember being angry with God. And the reason why is because my first year at BG as a redshirt freshman, I was traveling and stuff to games. As a redshirt sophomore, I wasn't. And then going to my redshirt sophomore in training camp, I sprained my Achilles in my ankle and I was out for like a month and a half, two months. And I remember going through this season and as I got healthy, I came back and our team, our coaches brought in two freshman corners at my position and they're playing and they're starting um, and they're doing amazing. And I remember just thinking to myself, being real angry of like, I'm doing all these things for God. Why in the world am I not getting the opportunities? 
And then as, as the season went on, I'm still not traveling. And I was very close to quitting. And you can ask any of my closest friends that knew me at that time. One of my closest friends, Nate Locke, we were locker mates right next to me every day. Every day I show up, dude, I'm done. I'm not coming back. Well, there ended up actually been this event for Fellowship of Christian Athletes called Fields of Faith. It's this thing where people come and share about Jesus and all this kind of stuff. And so I, I happened to be asked to go to this event, share a little bit of my faith. But the thing was, I ended up meeting a guy there, okay, who went through the same exact situation, but at a different school than me. He went to Youngstown State um, and he played cornerback. Redshirt freshman year, he's traveling. Redshirt sophomore year, has some things that happened. He wasn't traveling at all. And he said, you know what I did? I went to my coach and I said, hey, coach, like, why isn't, why am I not traveling? All this stuff. I don't even remember what responses coach gave, but he said he remembered being so upset that he packed up his Monte Carlo right after that conversation quit school, left, quit football. And I remember after we had this conversation, he said, I don't know why, but I feel like God's telling me to tell you to keep going. He's like, now nah, I'm not saying that this means that you'll end up becoming a starter someday, or you might be that guy that saves, saves the day in a football game or something sure, like that. Sure. But he's like, there's something to going through things and sticking through it that teaches you hard work and perseverance. And so I think that God could use this in your life. And I was like, all right, I decided to not, to not quit. I stay on the team. I end up getting on special teams before the year was over. And then the next season, my redshirt junior year, I ended up becoming a starter. And that was my best year. And I'm as a redshirt junior. Wow. And so I went through all these things, all these trials, like losing my losing, like where I was out on a depth chart, getting hurt, all these things, thinking about quitting. And then God ends up using him as a, as a blessing. Mm-hmm. And, and so I, I, I look back and I say, man, if that doesn't happen, I don't know. Where, where I end up. But, but here's the thing, that story even keeps going more. And this is where it gets into how I'm doing what I'm doing today. So my redshirt junior year comes around and, um, I had a, a great year so much that, um, I didn't know this until later. If I would have left my junior year, I probably would have been a draft pick. Didn't know that until later, but I stayed my senior year. My senior year I had a great first few games of the season. And then I ended up actually getting hurt and losing my starting spot as a senior. Oh, my God. Okay, so you can think of all the stuff that, and I'm talking about, like, guys catching passes on me. I give up a game on a touchdown against Eastern Michigan, and things seem to be tanking, you know? And I had to come and realize, like, where's my identity at in all of this and what really matters? And I learned a lot throughout that season. But still, by the time the season was over, I didn't start the last three games, and I was hurt. I still got an opportunity to uh, work out with a few teams in the NFL, which is kind of very rare to happen for a guy coming from a small school in BG. I was able to work out with the Rams and the Steelers. And I remember going throughout that process and you talk about blessing and guys. And, and as I'm working hard, I'm working super hard. I'm like, I want to give this everything that I got. And I remember I, I got cut from the Rams, the Pittsburgh, I had an experience where they didn't treat me that well. And I remember I started wrestling, well, what am I going to do in my life? And by this point, I had already decided I would go into ministry and maybe think about being a pastor or something. Mm. Um, but I want to pursue my dream first. Like, that's what I want more than anything. Which was the NFL. Which is the NFL. And so I got there and my, my agent at the time wanted me to try to go play in Canada. He wanted me to keep going. And I, I felt like in my heart, I was like, no, I think, I think I'm going to be done. They gonna be done. I'm gonna give it up. I saw, and so I gave up my dream uh, uh, of pursuing football to go pursue 
uh, pastoral ministry mm-hmm. um, as, as a campus minister with H2O Church. And I will tell you this, if none of these things happen, if my junior year I decide to leave, I don't meet my wife because where I met her on a mission trip. Mm. That that's that next that next spring after my junior season was done, mission trip is where I meet her. If I decide to leave that year, guess what? I don't go to that mission trip because I'm probably training of some sort for maybe a, a combine or something like that. And so then I, I start to think about that. And then I'm like, okay, well, what would my life have looked like if if I would have made it to NFL? I don't I don't really know. But I know that what I'm doing now, I enjoy more than I ever could have imagined. And I went through all these things. And not only are you enjoying it more, mm-hmm. you're probably having a greater impact on mm-hmm. the lives of people forever mm-hmm. than if you would have played in the NFL. Because now you get to come alongside of, I mean, I'm guessing, mm-hmm. how many years you've been doing this? This is, I've, I've been working with H2O since 2018. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we're talking hundreds of people mm-hmm. whose lives you've touched. And even now you and I mm-hmm. get to be on the sidelines and in locker rooms and mm-hmm. spending time with players who are probably dealing with the exact same things you did. Oh, asking yeah. why, oh, yeah. why not me? Yep. How's this yep. happening? Why yep. is this happening? Yep. Obviously, um, you know, one of those players we had on camera here at Three Words Podcast, Jaden McKinstry, who is, a, mm-hmm. you know, I think be- believe in miracles was our three words because he's mm-hmm. a cancer survivor. I mean, there's so much Amazing. pain, challenge, mm-hmm. uh, perceived curses. Mm-hmm. And it's for those of us who've been, you know, doing this for a while, we can mm-hmm. look in and go, no, 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 mm-hmm. hang on. Mm-hmm. These are blessings. Mm-hmm. You just don't see mm-hmm. it yet. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things that struck me as you were telling your stories was the fact so often just around the corner from our greatest pain is opportunity, mm-hmm. but so often we quit too early. Mm-hmm. Yep. We just mm-hmm. bail too quickly. Yep. And if we would just hold on a little longer, mm-hmm. we'd be able to experience the blessing. But sometimes the disguise becomes so mm-hmm. paralyzing mm-hmm. that we just say, I can't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like for you, you just kept going around that corner. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're like, Ooh, now I understand. Mm-hmm. Now yeah. I understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. What great, great illustrations. Mm-hmm. I mean, in many ways you've embodied, you're not just expressing mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. Alfonso here in our podcast. Mm-hmm. You aren't just speaking about it. You have lived it. This is mm-hmm. a lived experience uh, for you. I have to ask though, mm-hmm. any regrets? No, no, not at all. I look back at everything and I'm like, it ended up working out the way that it needed to. And I wouldn't take anything back. I I enjoy the life that I live now. I love my family. My son, my son and wife are, are absolutely amazing. I work with amazing people. Uh, still getting to be around football is, has been great. And even all the hard stuff that I've gone through, as you mentioned, I have gotten to literally walk through the same stuff with people who were in my shoes. Like I can think of three or four athletes right now over the last four years um, since since I've been, you know, back in Bowling Green working at HL Church where I've literally walked through the same stuff with walk-ons. Mm. <laughs> Guys who are like, dude, this is frustrating. Like coaches are showing me any love. I'm not playing at all. It's like, uh-huh. what do I do? How? And it's like I get to walk through them about what it truly means to like persevere, um, what it means to continue to to work hard and to glorify God in whatever it is that you're mm-hmm. that you're doing. Um, and so it's been great, and I, so I wouldn't take any of it back. Well, I'm glad you didn't. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad you didn't give up because we wouldn't be sitting here today. We wouldn't be friends. Mm-hmm. What I, it reminds me, even as I kind of wrap up our conversation here, is is oftentimes we think uh, to find that calling in our life, go to the place of greatest strength. 
Mm-hmm. And it's there where you'll find your calling in life. Mm-hmm. And it's, I've not found that true in my own life. And as mm-hmm. I've spent time with so many different people, I've not seen that true in their lives as well. I think you go to the place of greatest crisis, challenge, difficulty, mm-hmm. and it's there mm-hmm. where you find your calling in life. Because mm-hmm. in many ways, your calling flows mm-hmm. out of mm-hmm. the challenges. Mm-hmm. that you have personally walked through mm-hmm. your calling and the life that you live today, which is so mm-hmm. amazing as you've described and you love it and you have no regrets came out of places of pain. Mm-hmm. And indeed these were blessings Absolutely. in disguise. Hey, mm-hmm. it's great having mm-hmm. you in the studio today. I think mm-hmm. I predict you're going to be back here again. We're going to be having some more conversations <laughs> as a part of three words podcast. Mm-hmm. I enjoy our friendship. Mm-hmm. I enjoy yeah. working side by side with you. And I would, what I would say is, is one of the greatest callings, uh, that anyone can, and that's helping human beings uh, frame the pain and the crisis and difficulties in their lives and continue to pursue hope mm-hmm. and to continue to pursue things that matter. And it's great to do that alongside mm-hmm. of you here in Bowling Green, Ohio. Mm-hmm. Alfonso, thanks for being in the studio Thank today. You. Thanks for being a part of this conversation. Thank you. I appreciate it so much. For life coaching, consulting services, or to hire a keynote speaker, please visit dmbcoaching.com.